This week on the Country Music Media Keeper Podcast. Of the stars was one she tackled this past week. Trisha Yearwood's Everyone Knows came last week. How Blue by Reba McIntyre was three weeks ago. She's covered Willie Nelson, Jason Aldean, She's Country, Casey Musgraves' Rainbow, Chris Stapleton, Tennessee Whiskey. The point is, country music now has a friend in Hollywood like we've never had before. Welcome to the Country Music Media Podcast. I'm Billy Dukes on Twitter at Billy Dukes at Instagram at Serious Journalist. And you can email me at BillyDukes at gmail.com. Monday on the podcast, Marcus Dowling, who really is becoming one of my favorite guests now. He joined to talk about winning the Chet Flippo Award for Excellence in Country Music Journalism. And his style, not just his writing style, which was interesting. I'm paraphrasing, but I believe he said... He writes like rappers rap, but also how his presence in a room must be amplified 5x to be taken seriously. As a white man, that's a privilege I really take for granted, and while I understand dress for success and all that stuff, I had underappreciated how some of my black and Latinx colleagues may have had to go above and beyond to prove themselves in the room. I mean, oftentimes you only have 15 minutes, for like that includes small talk, and the interview, and there's a dynamic or like a, a power structure that needs to at least be equal to have a good interview. Now, thinking back on it, I'm not sure that my most difficult interview subjects are not simply a result of that power structure being disrupted. You know, it's a failure to come to an agreement about what it's going to be. So, really strong interview with Marcus. The week prior, Allison Bonaguro, formerly of CMT, with something that every young or new freelancer needs to hear. Uh, another Chet Flippo winner and a country radio Hall of Famer in the works for June. If you listen to this show and you represent someone in television or film media, or if you have some perspective there, hit me up, billydukes at gmail.com. I'm looking for that kind of guest, and, and frankly, I don't have anyone on my phone for it. Today's topic would benefit from that expert, in fact. Memorial Day lead-up, often a slow news week, and it did not disappoint. Jimmy Allen married Alexis Gale in Delaware. Congrats to Jimmy. The couple have a child together from 2020. B.J. Thomas died, which is sad. He's best known for Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head, which was covered by, jeez, seemingly everyone in the 70s and 80s. Hooked on a feeling in a cover of Hank Williams' I'm So Lonesome I Could Cry were among his other hits. He had advanced lung cancer. Friends in Low Places writer Dwayne Blackwell also died of unknown causes. He was 84 years old. Earl Bud Lee wrote that song with him on a napkin at a party and gave it to Garth Brooks to record. As a demo, they were hoping to get the song to George Strait, so he'd cut it. Didn't really work out for him, did it? (laughs) Earl Bud Lee, by the way, really strange songwriting career. He has very few other hits, but one of them is one of my favorite Blake Shelton songs, Who Are You When I'm Not Looking. Last week, Country Aircheck had a graph that shows airplay for Morgan Wallen is resuming. Over 2,000 spins on his songs last week. That's all of his songs. His full catalog of songs had 2,000 spins on it. Compare that to fewer than 300 spins the week of February 21st. If all of these spins were concentrated on one song, and that song was a charting single, it'd be about a top 20 hit currently, just outside of that. 
number one song last week had 7,000 spins uh, on monitored radio stations. Two bona fide pieces of country music and television news, and then one kind of wacky theory with some evidence. First, last week it was revealed that Kelly Clarkson would be replacing Ellen in her time slot after Ellen ends in 2022. It's essentially a procedural change, although I'm guessing that with that better time slot and a full network support as the face of NBC's daytime television, we're going to see the Kelly Clarkson show get a pretty major upgrade. Uh, She's getting paid, you know, (laughs) or at least her show is. And this is, without a doubt, very, very good news for country music. Kellyoke is her thing. It's like car karaoke or maybe Ellen's dancing routine that she used to do. It's what the people tune in for, you know, it's what she does nearly daily. And she has gone deep into the country catalog with some covers of some really great 90s songs. Keeper of the Stars was one she tackled this past week. Trisha Yearwood's Everyone Knows came last week. How Blue by Reba McIntyre was three weeks ago. She's covered Willie Nelson, Jason Aldean, She's Country, Casey Musgraves' Rainbow, Chris Stapleton, Tennessee Whiskey. Shout out to Wide Open Country for assembling a list of 10 of them that I drew from for this. But the point is, country music now has a friend in Hollywood like we've never had before. Blake Shelton, pretty much her big brother. When Craig Morgan was ready to return to the media spotlight with that powerful song, he did it on the Kelly Clarkson show. Lainey Wilson and Breland are new artists that she's embraced. Kelly is really going to raise the profile of everyone, not just who is hot and who's getting pushed on her show by hot publicists in town. And I think that's really important. We undervalue her contributions to country music already. We really do. She's much more than just the don't you want to stay girl. You know, she had a really great duet called Every Other Weekend with Reba McIntyre. She did a song called Don't Rush with Kelly Clarkson, which is one of my favorites of the last decade. She collaborated with several superstars. I just watched her sing Strawberry Wine like she lived it. I mean, we're not too far removed from primetime talk show hosts calling this country and western. This is a gift. The thing is, though, it's not the first. It's not the first step toward what I think is going to be country music's dominant golden age. I mentioned this already, but Luke Bryant and Carrie Underwood, two of four artists involved with a new Las Vegas property, that is big time. Blake Shelton continues to be the face of all singing reality television shows on The Voice. Reba is returning to NBC with an hour-long scripted series that revisits fried green tomatoes. That's huge. It's not as influential because Reba already is what she is. You know, and and those kind of shows are kind of a tough bet. Unless we meet a new side of Reba McIntyre on this show. On TV and in the movies, Reba pretty much plays one role. Reba. Like, she's not the most dynamic actor. She's Reba, and that works really, really well. She was Reba in Tremors. She was Reba on Reba. Had she gotten the Kathy Bates role in Titanic, she would have been Reba in a boat. She was even Reba more or less when she was the face of the Kentucky Fried Chicken advertisements a couple years back. But Reba works. We discussed another country music drama called Monarch coming to Fox soon. That sounds a bit like the show Nashville version 2.0, but there's some promise. And I think there's another show to be announced as well. It could be a cable show, something in the reality space. Chuck Wicks has alluded to this on his podcast, and I think even in our interview we talked about it. 
uh, back earlier this year. He's working on something, you know, and he's friends with a lot of artists. Obviously, he's uh, Jason Eldin's brother-in-law, but he's connected to a number of country artists. I think that's separate, though, from what I'm going to freely admit is a bit of a theory. Hang with me here. If you follow Luke Bryant and his wife and his mother-in-law on Instagram, it looks like they're ramping up for something. There's just too much content there for it to be organic. You know, last week, last summer, we had some pranks, you know, some fun responses. This summer, we have some pranks and some predictable responses. Couldn't you see it all as sort of a warm-up for some sort of at-home-with-Brian's-type reality show? They're all kind of character types. The zany mother-in-law with a really heart-tugging personal story. I mean, she drinks and she smokes Salem's all day like she gets them for free, but, you know, we give her a free pass because she's lost two children and a son-in-law. Carolyn, Luke's wife, pretty hot, kind of bougie, has a good heart. Has this sort of strange relationship with her husband's mom where she can pinch her ass and not feel weird about it. Like, I cannot imagine my wife giving my mom's tush a squeeze. I'm red thinking about it. Then there's their sons who might kind of weave in and out. They're cute. Some famous friends drop by. And then you have Luke who is kind of trying to hold it all together but also prone to doing his own stupid things. Like, he's going to get his truck stuck at least once if this thing becomes a, a, a an actuality. And why not, man? I mean, if ABC wanted a late summer reminder to watch one of its flagship programs, this is it. At home with Luke Bryan. Just last week, I watched Luke Bryan's son wrestle his mom, LeClaire. The son won. I watched her butt get pinched twice. The youngest son finished fourth grade. This is all on social media, and it's coming hot. They have 7 million Instagram followers as a power trio there, and we've been in debt invested in them for years. There is no weird getting to know them episode. We don't need a season to see what we got here. We know them. Show me the pranks. Show me the fun. The other couple kind of doing a micro version of this is the Aldeans, but Jason says he's out on shows, like Real Housewives at least. And I don't think Jason can carry a reality show, to be honest. I think he's a little too reluctant. He's good for like a pop-in on Luke's show. Same with Thomas Rhett. I don't think he can carry one right now. Blake could. That'd be fun. It'd have to be on cable TV, though, because of the cursing. I mean, is this great news for country media? Because we get to cover all of it. And in a lot of cases, we get to be first on all of it. Is that journalism? Several weeks ago, Alison Bonagro was on the show talking about being asked to create content instead of do journalism. And I appreciate her point of view on the matter, and I think she's right. But it's pretty clear that I'm more of a content creator. Right? And I think a lot of people in this industry are right now. Like, I didn't go to J school. I was a radio DJ. Everything that Luke and Brittany Aldean do on Instagram is content. But it has value because it allows you to pay for journalism that not that many people are going to read. But is important, you know. I don't know if a pure journalism enterprise can start new and thrive in 2021. I think you need something that pays the bills. You need shareable content. Because the artist interviews, man, they're cheap. They're so cheap in country music, especially on TV and podcasts. Like you could start a podcast today, create six to ten decent episodes, and land a recognizable star for an interview if you wanted to. 
I'm 100% serious. No one asks for the bona fides. No one asks for your your numbers or looks at your socials. They just see podcasts, huh? It's like Country Weekly used to be. You know, even though the circulation of Country Weekly was really minuscule by comparison to what like digital outlets were doing in 2012 and 2013, everyone loved print. So Country Weekly got the great covers. Kudos to artists like Eric Church and Alan Jackson. You know, I've given them both some grief for not doing a lot of press and a lot of media, but they say stay really true to their vision. They're very, very hard gets. So when you see them on TV or you hear them on the radio, you stop and pay attention. Creating scarcity. You can either create scarcity or find scarcity in the marketplace. Right now, country personalities on television are scarce. By the Numbers this week finds Morgan Wallen with the number one album in country America, followed by Luke Combs and the new Blake Shelton album, Body Language, drops at number three. Chase Beckham, who won the uh, American Idol, he has the top sales song with 23. Luke Combs, Forever After All, is two. Little Bit by Nelly and FGL is three. Streaming, it's Forever After All. Gabby Barrett with The Good Ones and Hell of a View by Eric Church. Most added was I Was on a Boat That Day by Old Dominion. Number one airplay is Forever After All by Luke Combs. And the number one hot country song for a fifth week is Forever After All by Luke Combs. Fans leaning all the way in to find out what's next for Luke. Thanks to Taste the Country for the job, Billboard for the charts, and the two one-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. I mean, I still have a really good average. I hope I'm ticking someone off. Find me on Twitter at Billy Deuce to continue this conversation. It's always appreciated, always reciprocated. I don't like to tease a podcast guest until I have the interview in the can, but on Monday, I hope to be talking about Garth Brooks. What's it like to follow him around all day? Let's find out together during episode 64 of the Country Music Media Podcast.